0: This morning we're going to be allowing the last angel to uh, share the good news about the coming of Jesus, and that's found in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. Luke 2, starting at verse 8. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, and it, as it had been told them. Apparently, baby gender reveal parties are the popular thing right now. Apparently what they do is they fill a, a balloon with either pink or blue powder and sometime during the little uh, festivities they pop the balloon and they see all that powder and you know what, what the baby's going to be, the, the, the gender of it. The only problem with it is sometimes this doesn't work though. As I was watching uh, some uh, videos of these reveals it's amazing how many times a powder was switched for some reason, and, and when they popped the balloon, the wrong powder came out, and suddenly the family has to go, no, 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 that's not what we meant. It's really a boy or a girl. Or um, the, the balloon that um, they're going to pop, suddenly it just floats away, and they never get to pop it. Or I saw one where uh, couples were throwing darts at the balloon, and the woman threw her dart right into her husband's leg, and it went in about an inch. Yeah, that's not fun. Or a little child standing underneath a balloon half filled with powder, and when it pops, it all dumps on his head, and it's in his nose and face and ears and mouth and the crying and the wailing and, yeah, not not a lot of fun. Or one woman I saw made a yellow cake, and I don't know what dye she added, but when they cut open that cake, you couldn't tell what it was. It was all different colors. Why do people go through all this trouble? Well, I think clearly they're, they're excited, right? They have good news that they want to share with their family and their friends, and this is a great way to do it. When you have such good news, you want everyone you know to share in your joy because it's exciting. Um, you're so excited about it and so joyful, you want others to, to share in that joy. I think that's what we see happening in our passage this morning. And the joy and the excitement that we see in the shepherds, it is contagious. Our story begins with the focus on some shepherds who were caring for their sheep. I know when we were living in New Mexico, um, most families had spent time with the, the sheep. And, and there, you, when, when you're caring for the sheep, um, it's all all grazing land that, that people share. You don't have your own um, specific land. and um, Oftentimes it would be up to the teenagers to uh, um, watch over the sheep or the very old. And so you would all day be watching the sheep and going through the mountains and the foothills and finding grass for the sheep. And those who had to do it, they talk about how boring it was, how lonesome they were, Whether it's cold or it's hot or it's windy or it's rainy, it didn't matter. You had to go out there with the sheep and uh, find grass for them. Otherwise, they would go hungry. What kind of men were shepherds back then? Well, we might be tempted to think that they were honorable men, just like David, because he was a shepherd. In actuality, though, shepherds normally were a pretty rough and, and wild group. They were, I think you could say, on the fringes of, of society. Um, they, they, they didn't fit in the best. Oftentimes, they would graze their sheep during the day, and um, at nighttime, they would come together and put all their sheep in, in a great big pen with other shepherds. And um, often, I, I guess, was the practice that there'd be a, a lot of uh, coarse talk and drinking and whatever around the campfires. And often because they were, their full-time job was taking care of these sheep, um, they rarely made it to the temple. They, they couldn't go um, and have ceremonies, um, sacrifices. Um, they, they missed out on a lot of that. But for the shepherds in our story, this was about to change on the night that they met the angels. As they heard the good news, the angels proclaimed and, and listened to their song. As shepherds, they'd never be the same again. Their lives would be changed. The good news, the angels proclaimed. I think you could say it was about to turn their lives upside down, getting them to think about things that they probably never had before. I mean, imagine what it was like that night. You're sitting around a campfire, and it's dark. Um, there's no streetlights. There's no electricity. Just your campfire and the stars and maybe the moon. Maybe they ate a late supper, and now they're just sitting there and watching the fire, listening to the crickets all around them, getting really sleepy. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears. Verse 9, And suddenly the, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of a great joy that is for all people, for all the world. What is this good news that the angels brought to the shepherds? And why would it be such great joy? Really, it involves a a couple different things, but everything that the angels say, it all points to Jesus. The first one had to do with the peace that Jesus would bring. Now, it would be easy to read those words, do not be afraid, and and right away you think, well, yeah, the the angels, I mean, the, the shepherds were afraid, I mean, they were almost asleep, and suddenly here's an angel in all his glory, and they were probably scared to death. Maybe they were like a deer in the headlights, and they didn't know what to think. They didn't know what was happening around them. But given the grammar here and what the angels proceed to tell them, I think it's clear that the angel is addressing more than just the the shepherd's surprise. They're really addressing a deeper terror. It's the terror that comes when a sinful person comes into the presence of the holy or his holy angels. It's what Isaiah felt when he suddenly had that vision of God in Isaiah 6 and he said woe is me I'm a man of unclean lips and I've seen I've seen God I've seen the Lord Almighty. What was Isaiah reacting to? He's scared to death. He thought that because he saw God it would kill him instantly he was afraid of the holiness the righteousness the justice of god but then that angel came and brought that coal and touched his lips out of the altar out of um, the coals that were there again symbolizing the sacrifice of jesus and it was because of that that he could be in god's presence it's just like moses sums up in hebrews 10 31 it's a dreadful thing to Fall in the hands of the living God. It's one thing to stand before God in the righteousness of Jesus. And hopefully that everyone here fits that category. Because one day we're going to stand before the throne of God. And if you're not covered in the blood of Jesus and His righteousness, it's going to be a terrible day. You can just imagine what it would be like for those who, who don't know Christ and suddenly to feel the weight of their sin. For eternity. I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine anything worse. But to these shepherds, to those who would open their hearts to make room for the baby Jesus, we're told the angel has good news. They no longer have to be afraid. Why? Because God had kept his promise. And the long-awaited Messiah had at last come. The Messiah who was promised way back in Genesis. Finally, God's promise came true and they were witnesses to it or they would be but the angels were telling them the good news about it and that's the amazing thing about this good news it was for all people when jesus was born who did the angels speak to wasn't the high priest or the sadducees or the pharisees or or even king herod you would have thought that they would have been the first ones to hear this good news, but it wasn't. Who did the angel appear to? Zechariah and his wife, a priest who no longer had any hope, who no longer believed. We, we looked at him some weeks ago. Um, we didn't talk about the wise men another year, but these pagan wise men that came from another country, God told them the good news. And now God tells these shepherds. These rowdy shepherds that no one thought very much of, they hear the good news. Why? why? Why did God choose them? Well, clearly it's to tell us that this good news, it's not just for the Jews or for Israel, but it's for all men. It's for the entire world. Can you imagine what an honor it was for that angel to proclaim that good news to the shepherds on that, that night so long ago? To be able to tell these shepherds where they could go to find the promised Messiah, to find the baby Jesus. You know, when you envision the angel speaking to these shepherds, do you think the angel was speaking in kind of like monotone? You know, he had probably had a whole bunch of other stops, and this was just one other stop on, on the trip, and he's just telling them the good news kind of in a flat flat voice or do you think that it was filled with a lot of joy a lot of excitement i mean this is something that heaven wanted to proclaim for so long and and now the day had come the night had come jesus has been born and he's in the manger go and see you can just imagine how excited they were especially when suddenly after that a heavenly host of angels appeared I bet they were speechless. I bet they were just in, in awe. I mean, the, the saints of old had lived and died dreaming of the day the Messiah would come. But these shepherds, they actually got to live it. They actually got to see the Messiah, the Savior, with their own eyes. You can just imagine how exciting that was, especially after that introduction from the angels. Verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. The angels are praising God and marveling at the peace that Jesus was about to bring the world. Not a a Roman peace, a forced peace, but a peace that comes from God. A peace that transcends what we experience in our lives, a peace that we can enjoy no matter what we're going through. A peace that can only be found in Jesus. And after they go to the manger and they see for themselves the good news the angels had proclaimed, we're told that they went out and began to share that good news with everyone they met. And not only share this good news, but to worship. God for keeping his promise for his gift of salvation I think you could say that that's a natural response to finding the baby Jesus and coming into his presence worshipping but also wanting to share that good news with others you don't want to keep that to yourself but you want to share it you want others to experience the same joy that that you're experiencing. For most of you here, this isn't your first time coming to the manger to find the baby Jesus. You've been here before in past Christmases, and so you need to ask yourself, what difference is the baby Jesus going to make to you this year? What difference is it going to make? It's not enough for you to go to the manger and say, isn't it beautiful? The cattle are lowing. The baby awakes. It's beyond, it goes beyond that. You need to allow praise to erupt in your heart, to fill you and to just come out in your song and also in your desire to share that good news with others. Because it's good news, and good news you don't want to keep to yourself, just like a baby reveal. You don't want to keep that to yourself, but you want to share it with others. and That should be our heart's desire as well. And we not only have the privilege of hearing an angel proclaim the good news from Bethlehem, but we also have the privilege of hearing an angel proclaim the good news from a grave, from an empty grave. That death could not hold him and Jesus is alive. And now he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. When you make room in your heart for the Christ child, you have the assurance that one day you will join the angels in worshiping God before his throne. I pray this Christmas you'll get beyond just feeling the holiday spirit like our world proclaims, but you'll discover real lasting joy and peace that can only be found in the manger, can only be found in Jesus. The joy you find, you find there, it will, it will change your life forever. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the good news of Jesus. Thank you that you kept your promise and that you sent your Son at the fullness of time. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy that this brings us. The joy that the angels proclaim, that's our joy to enjoy each and every day. And we pray that we won't keep this joy to ourselves, but we'll share it with others. Lord, thank you for all those who bring that good news to other parts of the world. Bless them, Lord, but also, Lord, put it upon our hearts to reach the lost right here where you've placed us. Open our eyes, Lord so that we might see the lost around us, and may we love those that you've brought into our lives enough to tell them about Jesus. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen.